Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that 3-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. This is Lee Habib, and this is Our American Stories, the show where America is the star and the American people. And to search for the Our American Stories podcast, go to the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Up next, we bring you Jim O'Brien, a Pittsburgh native, a sports journalist, and the author of the Pittsburgh Proud series of books. Today, Jim brings us a story about Steelers legend, The Chief, the founding owner of the franchise, Art Rooney 
Sr. I'd like to tell you a story about my favorite person in all of pro sports. He's like the grandfather that I never had. My grandparents were all gone by the time I was a little boy, so I guess I, I needed a grandpap. And Art Rooney filled the bill. He was the nicest guy that I ever met in the sports world. I met him when I was a teenager and uh, I went out to see the Steelers practice one day at the fairgrounds in the South Park area of Pittsburgh. Boy, was that a dump. They had horses out there during the week and sometimes the players had to watch where they stepped on the grass. But somehow the Steelers back in the 50s managed to practice there and Art Rooney was normally on the sideline. I met him one day on the sideline and talked to him and he told me who some of his favorite players were, and some of his favorite sports writers, and just to show you what kind of a man he was. The next day, he sends me a postcard and he apologizes for having the temerity to tell me who his favorite sports writers were. Now, I was a freshman at the University of Pittsburgh. I was 19 years old. And Art Rooney's apologizing to me. You know, I was the sports editor of the student newspaper. And he's apologizing to me, but that's, that's what a humble man he was. And Art Rooney is responsible for the reason that I go to so many funerals today. He says you can't miss a funeral of a friend or an acquaintance. You gotta show up. And if you never hear another story about Art Rooney, this one should suffice to tell you exactly what a wonderful man he was. I uh, went to the funeral when his wife Kathleen died. I was covering the Pittsburgh Steelers at the time for the Pittsburgh Press. And she had died while we were in Seattle. And a couple days later, they had a funeral at what they called the Rooney Church, which was St. Peter's on the north side of Pittsburgh. The reason they call it the Rooney Church was for twofold. One is, Mr. Rooney was always seated in one of the first pews in that church on a daily basis. And secondly, no one in the community gave more money to St. Peter's than did Art Rooney. So his wife Kathleen dies and the funeral was held at Devlin's Funeral Home, also on the north side of Pittsburgh. And just about everybody in Pittsburgh showed up for the funeral and just about every priest, when they had the mass at St. Peter's, just about every priest showed up for the funeral. George Young, a good friend of the Rooney's and at the time the general manager of the New York Giants, said that nobody in Pittsburgh, no Catholic should be dying at that particular time because there wouldn't be any priest to offer the last rites. So 
a friend of mine, Dan Lackner, who owned a paper company in Pittsburgh and of course had the Steelers account, he was a good Catholic and he had uh, worked for the Steelers when he was a teenager at Central Catholic High School in Pittsburgh, a school well known for later producing the likes of uh, Danny Marino, who went on to become an All-America quarterback at the University of Pittsburgh, and then an All-Pro quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. So Art Rooney's at the door greeting all of his friends and acquaintances as they come through the front door of Devlin's funeral home and offer their condolences for the death of Kathleen. And Art Rooney was almost dismissing most of their comments because they were usually the same. And uh, my friend Dan Lackner showed up. And Dan was getting in line, getting ready to talk to Mr. Rooney, when all of a sudden somebody to his left went, psst, psst, hey, Dan, Dan. And Dan looked over, and it was a fellow named Joe McNamara, been a classmate of his at Central Catholic. And uh, Dan said, what, what are you doing here? And he said, I'm here because my father died, and we have him in the back room here. He said, I didn't know what to do. He said, we don't have many people left that still knew my dad. My mom's been gone but I thought I'd have him here for at least a day. I didn't know that Art Rooney's wife was going to be at the same funeral home, but we're doing the best we can. And since Dan Lackner had to wait a while before he could get to see Art Rooney, he said, come on, I'll go in the back with you to offer my condolences. And you're listening to author Jim O'Brien, a sports journalist, a Pittsburgh native, and the author of Pittsburgh Proud, a series of books about his hometown, telling the stories of the legendary Art Rooney Sr. You can't miss a funeral, he said. A friend, anyone you know or care about, you've got to show up. When we come back, more of the story of Art Rooney Sr. is told by the man he considered Art Rooney Sr. his grandfather, the grandfather he never had here on Our American Stories. Lee Habib here, the host of Our American Stories. Every day on this show, we're bringing inspiring stories from across this great country. Stories from our big cities and small towns. But we truly can't do this show without you. Our stories are free to listen to, but they're not free to make. If you love what you hear, go to OurAmericanStories.com and click the donate button. Give a little, give a lot. Go to OurAmericanStories.com and give. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in our lives, big ones and small ones. If we keep them bottled up, Boy, that can be a real problem. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest, to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I know people who've profoundly benefited from therapy, learning everything from coping skills to setting boundaries in their life. You don't have to have experienced major trauma to benefit from therapy. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's safe. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com OAS today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com OAS. BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash O-A-S. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. And we're back with Our American Stories and Jim O'Brien's story about the Pittsburgh Steelers' founding owner, Art Rooney Sr. We just left off with Jim's friend Dan Lackner at the funeral of Rooney's wife, Kathleen. While in line to give Rooney his condolences, 
Dan ran into a friend and former classmate whose father was also being remembered at the funeral home, Joe McNamara. Let's pick up where we last left off. So he goes in the back room with his former classmate, Joe McNamara, and he walks into the room and there's a pool, there's a little dais there, so to speak, a table where you could sign your name that you had paid your respects. And he signs his name and he said there were only about three or four other signatures on the pad. And he said there weren't many flowers in that room at the funeral home. He went back out and as he entered the lobby of the funeral home, Art Rooney spied him. And Art Rooney walks over to him and he didn't miss a trick. And he said, hey, Dan, what are you doing in the back room? Kathleen's over here. And Dan Lackner said, oh, an old friend of mine from Central Catholic High School, his father died, a guy named Joe McNamara, same name as his son. And Mr. Rooney says, well, come on, let's go back. Show me where he is, and I'll pay my respects to your friend. you got to remember that Art Rooney was known for going to more funerals in Pittsburgh than anybody. He just always showed up, said a prayer, and he had a very comforting effect on people. I remember when my brother Danny died. I was editing a newspaper that had a circulation of about 5,000 at best. And Mr. Rooney and all the club officials from the Steelers showed up at that funeral home to pay their respects. And everybody he touched in the room felt like a cardinal or a bishop had just blessed them. So Art Rooney's in the back room with his friend uh, Dan Lackner. He signs in, he tells the son that he's sorry that his father had died, and he learns that his father had lived on Dawson Street in Oakland, not far from Forbes Field or Pitt Stadium. And uh, he had died at the VA hospital in Oakland. It was very familiar to Art Rooney because in addition to going to so many funerals, he also paid many visits to friends that were in hospitals in the community. So he's back there talking to Joe McNamara. You'd have thought he was the mayor of Pittsburgh. And uh, Mr. Rooney remembered that uh, his dad had been a city fireman. He always had a soft spot in his heart for them. So now he goes back out in the lobby, and lo and behold, the mayor of Pittsburgh is in the doorway. And that was Pete Flaherty, good Irishman from the north side, and another north sider, Tom Forster, the Allegheny County Commissioner, one of the top politicians in the city. He was in the doorway with his friend, Pete Flaherty. And they were ready to offer their condolences to Art Rooney. Said how sorry they were that Kathleen had died. And Art Rooney kind of shrugs it off and he says to him, he says, hey, listen, he said, you fellas, don't forget to go to the back room and pay your respects to our friend McNamara. And Forster shoots a look at Flaherty to see if he knows the McNamara that Art Rooney is referring to. 
he gets a blank look. And uh, Forster says, I don't know any fireman named McNamara. And Rooney rather testily, he was a little upset with him, says, yes, you do. The one from Dawson Street out in Oakland. So Forster and Flaherty look at each other and they sort of gave a look like they knew what Mr. Rooney was talking about. And Forster says, oh, that one. And he and Pete Flaherty go back to the other room. So the rest of the day, that weekend, Art Rooney had everyone pay their respects to our friend McNamara. And he had them sign the visitor's book. It went like that the rest of the day. And when I came back the next day, my friend Lackner was still there. And so was McNamara. He said, we decided to stay another day. So Dan Lackner said that he went into the back room to see Joe McNamara's father once again. And he said, you could hardly see Joe McNamara in the casket. He said, the room was full of flowers. It looked like Phipps Conservatory. And young McNamara showed the visitor's book to Dan Lackner. And there were so many famous Steelers who had signed the book, such as Joe Green and Mel Blunt and Terry Bradshaw, Andy Russell, so many Hall of Famers. Get this, it was signed by Pete Rozelle, the NFL commissioner, and Al Davis, the owner of the Oakland Raiders. They'd been there too. Everybody who was anybody in the National Football League had signed the book. That's just showing you the way that Art Rooney was and how respected he was in the league and how he got all these people who had come to see him and offer him their condolences, that he got them while they were there to sign the book for his friend, McNamara. And I'll tell you, you know, at the church itself, funny things happened. Al Davis was seated in a pew on the aisle in front of Pete Rozelle. Well, they had been at odds with each other because they were fighting about things and the, Davis was threatening to take the NFL to court and so forth for differences that, the, that they had. But even on that day, when the priest who was officiating the mass told everybody to give the sign of peace to the person in front of them or behind them, I saw Al Davis shake hands with Pete Rozelle. And somehow I thought that uh, Art Rooney arranged it, I guess, in his own way. But think of that. Just think of that. Art Rooney's wife has died, and Art Rooney is steering everybody that comes to the funeral home to a man that he doesn't even know. But he's from Pittsburgh. He was a fireman. And as far as Art Rooney was concerned, he was the best of friends. It's all you need to know about Art Rooney.
And a terrific job on the production by Robbie and a spectacular piece of storytelling by Jim O'Brien about a legend in the sports business, an owner's owner, literally one of the men who started the NFL and started it from scratch when there was nothing there and built it up. And anyone who's known Art Rooney or his family will say one thing. He was a Catholic. He was a Catholic before he was anything. And this is what the Catholic Church aspires to be. It's what any church or synagogue or mosque aspires to be. And that is a servant to the city and a servant to the people around them. And there is no better story to tell about Art Rooney than that story. Uh, It shows his heart. It shows his compassion for others, even at the greatest moment of his grieving, the loss of his wife, who was everywhere with him in Pittsburgh and always at that church, the Daily Mass. The story of Art Rooney Sr., a Catholic story, a story of faith and so much more here on Our American Stories. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu.
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. And we return to Our American Stories. Up next, a story from our regular contributor, recipient of our Great American Storytelling Award and contest, and a friend of our show, Joy Neal Kidney. Joy is the author of Leora's Letters and Leora's Dexter Stories, two phenomenal books about her family's history. Today, she shares with us a story entitled Dreaded Diseases of the Great Depression. Take it away, Joy. Have you ever heard of anyone dying from the mumps or whooping cough? Both profoundly affected Iowa's Goff and Wilson families during the 1920s. They had already suffered through severe cases of the so-called Spanish influenza early in the decade. Leora, the oldest of Sheridan and Laura Goff's big family, was married to Clay Wilson. They had three children by then. Her brother Jennings had returned from the Great War and married Tess, a local Guthrie County girl. In 1921, Jennings and Tess had a daughter, Maxine, who was born the same spring as the Wilson twins. Three years later, Tess gave birth to a son. Both Tess and baby Merrill came down with the mumps. Merrill was just four days old when his mother died. Jennings and his two small children began to make their home with his parents, Sherd and Laura. When the Wilson family moved to Dexter, the Goffs moved there as well. Along with many others, both families had lost their farms after the Great War. Having been encouraged to go into debt for land, they were shocked that farm prices severely slumped. Clay Wilson hired out as a tenant farmer, but when that soured, the family moved to the edge of Dexter where they could at least keep their cow. By 1928, farm jobs had dried up, along with the Wilson's cow. Clabe sold the cow for $75. By then, they had seven children. They made out a large order to Sears, Roebuck and Company for food in bulk, including oatmeal, gallons of sorghum, large jars of peanut butter, clothes, boots, winter coats, and one Christmas present for each youngster. Bleak days of winter were upon them. Leora was in a family way again, with a baby due soon. In January of 1929, twins Jack and Jean were born. 
The babies were about three weeks old when the family moved from the outskirts of Dexter into a drab greenhouse on the street just south of the home of the extended Goff family. The Wilson youngsters looked forward to having cousins Maxine and Merrill as their neighbors. Right away, Clabe set up the stove in the new house and laid a fire so it would be warm when the youngest ones arrived. A few kids at a time rode in the Model T with their mother's stickery asparagus fern and other houseplants and dozens of mason jars filled with whatever Leora had been able to preserve from the garden. All nine children, even the babies, came down with colds. It was not long before their coughs grew serious with a deep telltale croup. A doctor confirmed, indeed, they had all come down with whooping cough. A quarantine sign was posted on the front door, as the disease spreads very easily. Clabe and Leora, who'd both had whooping cough as children, strewed newspapers upstairs on the wooden floors beside the children's beds, with ashes in the center to catch the phlegm that they spit up. Short of breath, after deep coughing, the kids would fall to their knees and gasp for air. Donald fainted during a coughing episode. Newspapers covered the downstairs floors as well. What a miserable time for the entire family. Every morning, Clabe gathered up those stench-filled newspapers to burn in the stove and arranged fresh ones on the floors. Every few days, Leora sent the children upstairs to snuggle under blankets in bed to stay warm, while she aired out the house, scoured everything, and mopped the floors with disinfectant. When the stove warmed up the kitchen again, she called the youngsters to come down. The room smelled so clean and medicine-y, Darling remembered that decades later. The seven-year-old felt warm and safe, crouched behind the wood stove. One night, Clabe heard scuffling and squeaking of bedsprings overhead. Dale was nearly unconscious in the disheveled bed, with his head caught in the curves of the wrought iron headboard. The boy was too weak to free himself. Clabe went for the doctor who prescribed medicine for Dale, who had developed pneumonia, and also checked Doris's bloodshot eye. She had coughed so hard that her blood vessel broke. The doctor said to use eye drops, probably boric acid. Those baby twins gasped and cried. They gagged when Leora tried to nurse them. The harried parents held them upside down, using fingers to work phlegm from their tiny mouths. So that Clabe and Leora could get some rest, Jennings Goff, who had had disease as a child, stayed with the Wilsons at night to help. Pertussis or whooping cough is most dangerous in infants. The doctor suggested spooning a little whiskey down their throats to try to clear them. But it didn't do any good. Baby Jack died. Then two days later, so did Jean. They were five weeks old. The local newspaper noted that the school had sent a bouquet, and so had the Rebecca Lodge, of which Grandmother was a member. Neighbors had taken up a collection for flowers, carnations, 
the spicy scent of carnations forever after, would take Doris back to when she was ten years old and the funeral for the baby twins. Called the 100-day cough, the miserable disease can last weeks. Delbert and Donald were in the eighth grade and ended up missing a whole grading period at school. There was talk about holding them back a year, but they wanted to graduate with their classmates. The teachers agreed that if the boys would double down on their studies and take a special test, they could graduate, which they did. These days, most of us have gotten the DTP vaccination, which protects against diphtheria, tetanus, and whooping cough. A mumps vaccine wasn't developed until 1967. These days, it's hard to imagine the loss of a young mother to mumps, or to imagine the hardship of caring for nine children with such a dreadful disease as whooping cough, then losing infants because of it. And a beautiful job on the production by Monty Montgomery, and a special thanks to Joy Neal Kidney for sharing so many of the stories of her family. And it's hard to remember what life was like before we were here. As a comedian recently said, there was life before us and before you. And my goodness, when my dad and I would travel around the country, we'd always go to Civil War battlefields and on the graveyards and cemeteries. And always there would be these little plots Little baby plots, every family losing a three-year-old, a one-year-old, miscarriages, the amount of death experienced by families, and right here in this one family, losing two five-week-olds, the whooping cough, and having to bury those little babies. A remarkable story about America living through hard times, farming life, falling prices, the Great Depression, no jobs, bleak winter months, mason jars, and my goodness, a stove that warmed the house and reminding us what America was and still is. Family still loved and family still lived and thrived. The story of America, the story of Des Moines and Joy Neal Kidney's family here on Our American Stories. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening.
This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. And we continue with our American stories. Keycap artist known by her followers as Tiny Makes Things creates and forms artisan keycaps for mechanical keyboards. Tiny is a content creator alongside making her art. She uses polymer clay to sculpt her custom designs, which has brought to her over 3 million followers on TikTok. Here's Tiny with her story and how she made this unique hobby her full-time career. My dream job back when I was little and when people asked me, I just said I wanted to be an architect. And that was because I really liked art. And I also knew that I had a pretty big affinity for math and kind of engineering, like science in that aspect. And that was, as a kid, that was like what I thought was the kind of combination of art and math, I guess. And I think earlier on, I do remember wanting to be an artist, but my, I don't think they were trying to like stifle my, I guess, artistic spirit, but my parents were probably not super supportive of me saying that I wanted to be an artist because I think even back then, like being an artist means that you were kind of like poor and like it's very hard to like make money as an artist, I feel like. Then I was like, maybe it's more practical to think about what I can do that can actually, you know, provide me a salary. And um, eventually I was like, okay, I want to be an engineer. When I was applying for college, I, I knew that I just wanted to do engineering, but I think I wasn't quite sure what kind of engineering and what I defaulted to was mechanical engineering, actually. You know, you build things, you make things, you fix things, kind of like that mindset of what mechanical engineering was. And so I applied as a mechanical engineer major to all of the colleges that I applied to. And I think the college that I actually 
ended up going to, I actually didn't get in as a mechanical engineer. I got in as a computer engineer, which was my backup uh, major that I chose. I was trying to get into the mechanical engineering department. And basically you just, you take all the classes as a mechanical engineer would. And then one of the classes I actually took as like one of the first classes was intro to C programming as like for mechanical engineers. And I really enjoyed that class. I did like really well. And so I actually just kind of pivoted to computer engineering and then I started taking classes and I realized I didn't really like the electrical engineering portion of that and then completely switched over to computer science. So I had everything lined up, like I had a job and I don't think the job itself was really bad in any way. I just think when I started working, it was typical eight hours a day, kind of like 40 hour work week. And then you go home and then you kind of veg out or you like watch TV or you play video games. At least that's what I did when I went home. I don't know what other people do. And I just felt very unproductive about my life and just what I was doing because I was like, I'm just starting to work and, you know, I'm young and this is what it's like for the rest of my life. I was working so hard and I didn't even get really anything out of it. Like I was working for a company and I mean, at the end of the day, everything that you make for that company is still that company's, right? Like even if you have charge of a certain feature or product. And so I think maybe, I, I don't even know, like a year or so or half a year into the job, I was just feeling I, I wasn't going anywhere, even though I was, I mean, yeah, the job was great, but I guess outside of that, I didn't really feel like anything was really happening. And that's when I just started to start making keycaps just as a creative outlet. And I, that's when I started streaming on, on Twitch. Streaming, a lot of it started out from just like people playing games. I think Twitch was a platform that actually was a very generic platform first and then it narrowed it, narrowed down to mostly like game content, esports, like uh, people streaming themselves playing a game. Uh, that's like kind of like where Twitch came from. But now Twitch is kind of a lot of different kinds of streaming. So for me, when I started streaming, I was just streaming like my art. It's like one I'm crafting and sculpting things. You can watch me as I do it live. And I think part of that was interesting because I would make maybe a couple keycaps in one stream, but you could see it go from like nothing to the final product, um, like in the span of you know a couple of hours. And some people would just leave on the stream while they're doing other things. It's kind of like you can have company without actually having company, or if you like having background noise and having something on while you do stuff, like you can have, it's pretty low effort. I think my streams are pretty like chill. Like a lot of people just leave it on in the background while they do other things, so. And when I started streaming, it wasn't for the sake of like showing off anything or it was just for the sake of like, okay, I'm setting a streaming schedule. So I have to be, you know, live and, you know, at these hours on these days. So they'll force me to like make stuff for that amount of time. And sure, if like people are stopping by or watching me, then it makes it a little bit more like I kind of have to do it. It kept me consistent, which was really good. And I started doing that more and more. And I think I was like working full time and you know, streaming 20, 30 hours a week at some point. At some point it was very tiring. I was just so burnt out. I think at that point I was doing mostly commission work or like one-off keycaps, which I didn't really even charge that much for. And it was not worth the, the time that I took for me to make a commission, which is generally maybe like a couple hours. I think I was charging like 25 or like $30 per keycap. And that was, I don't even think I was making like minimum wage at that, at that rate. And I was like, I can't even do this, you know, for a job, even if I wanted to, because it just doesn't make enough money. Um, but the other, I was thinking about, okay, maybe if I resin casted some of my keycaps, 
then maybe I could make it more worth it because you can make molds and do stuff in greater capacity with, with resin. So I was like, I could probably make this work, but I really, it's really hard to leave a like nice corporate job that provides a lot for you, um, like your health benefits and like a lot of amenities, um, especially in the Bay Area. If you know all the tech companies, like what they provide for you, it's just, it's really hard to leave. I ended up going part-time for a little bit. I felt like I was kind of just half in in both things. Like I couldn't be at my full potential for each either of the jobs because I was just half there. I think at this point, this was like the crossroad because I realized at that point I could not go on like doing what I was doing. It was just, I was like miserable. And I just kept thinking about like all the things that I wanted to do or, you know, like my business. I think the hardest, hardest part about that was telling my parents. Like I told them and they thought I was doing drugs or involved in a gang or something. They really literally asked me like, are you like, are, are you okay? Like, is everything okay? Are you, are you taking drugs? Like they, I, I think they just thought I was like out of my mind because in what world would quitting a nice job and then pursuing this random like keycap art. I don't even think they understood what kind of art I did. That was very all like confusing to, the, to them. And they tried very hard to convinced me not to quit. And I think at that point I was already set, kind of gave myself a one year timeline. If I don't, you know, if this all goes south and I don't make enough money, I can still go back to tech. That was maybe just about like three years ago when I quit my job. And I guess from the timeline here, you can see that after one year I did, was able to kind of make it work and kept going after that one year. I do commissions, which are Actually, I think people uh, will, <laughs> when they hear about commissions, generally, I think people are like flabbergasted at the price. My price point is like at the bare minimum for me to do a commission is $300 and it can go up from there based on, you know, the design and how much work goes into the keycap. And honestly, I, like if you look at art in general, like that's not that much for a commission. And I actually lose money when I do commissions for most of the time because the same amount of time that I can spend making that commission, I can probably make a batch of keycaps. But I do them because I like, it just makes me happy to make other people happy in, in like, oh, I want, you know, some my dog on a keycap or I really like this character and like it means a lot to me. And sometimes people have some really sentimental stories. So most times people just like using the key, uh, they like using artisan keycaps as maybe like an escape key because then it kind of is like, kind of helps complete the look. I threw away a very good job and I don't know if I could ever get that job back. I thought I might regret that, but I'm definitely not grateful for a pandemic, but that definitely accelerated a lot of the, I think I started doing TikTok before it started and a lot of people got onto TikTok because of the pandemic, because they were bored at home. And there's a lot more creators out there now. I think it's maybe a little bit harder to be noticed because then you're, you know, there's so many people making keycaps. I think I, I work a lot, but I, I enjoy it to a degree where it doesn't always feel like work to me. There are definitely parts of it that do feel like work when I have to do certain sponsorships or I have to like negotiate contracts or talk business and, and stuff like that, like that. That stuff does, it's not, doesn't make me happy. Like not every part of the job is fulfilling or is, you know, brings me happiness, but I would say for the large part of it, the general feel that I get from just doing this job is, is pretty, it makes me really happy to do. A lot of people find it hard to kind of pursue the things that they really like doing and 
being able to make a career out of it because I think there are some things that are just that are just hobbies and they're hard to make into an actual living wage. And I think I'm really lucky and blessed to be able to do that. I mean, a lot of people are afraid to try and as like advice, I would just tell people to to try, but don't be like dumb about it, you know, like have backups and have, you know, I, I didn't just quit my job because I was like, I had nothing. I thought about it a lot and I kind of considered my options and then I kind of gave myself timelines and like goals. You know, it, it's really good to have like plans in place. So, you know, quit your job, but also don't do it really hastily or don't do it without any sort of plan in place. And a special thanks to Tiny and it's tinymakesthings.com where you can go and learn more about what she does, about her art. The story of a keycap artist here on Our American Stories. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.